to Through the Lens, a podcast where we discuss film, TV shows, and other elements of cinema. I'm Olivia. And I'm Ellen. Welcome to our Halloween episode. Get ready for some spooky shit. Oh yes. Today we've got quite an episode for you. Olivia, what are we watching today? Today we are watching and discussing the 1978 horror film, Halloween. Ooh, a classic. A classic indeed. It it is, in fact, my mother, her favorite horror movie. We watch it every year. It's tradition. Um, And it is directed by John Carpenter, who was a quite a famous horror genre director in the time. And here is a brief summary slash synopsis of this film. On a cold Halloween night in 1963... Six-year-old Michael Myers brutally murdered his 17-year-old sister, Judith. He was sentenced and locked away for 15 years, but on October 30, 1978, while being transferred for a court date, a 21-year-old Michael Myers steals a car and escapes Smith's Grove. He returns to his quiet hometown of Haddonfield, Illinois, where he looks for his next victims. That was a a better uh, (laughs) summary than the last film I think yeah for sure but yeah wow he was 21 <laughs> seems like doesn't seem like it okay nope. so yeah that's that's a little brief summary for everyone um Ellen what are your this is a little off topic but what's your favorite Halloween movie Ooh, that's what a would great you say question I know there's like different types of Halloween mm. movies but honestly I'm a big fan of the psychological me too thrillers mm-hmm. Stuff like Silence of the Lambs, that kind yeah. of thing, I really like. I don't know if I have a favorite, though. Mm. Yeah. Um, I have, I have, I don't know, I can't decide. I like Halloween, but I also like Coraline, and mm. I like those, like, oh, weird cre- claymations. I was gonna say cremation. My bad. Okay, okay. Spooky indeed. <laughs> Spooky indeed. Question. Do you yeah. think Nightmare Before Christmas is Halloween or Christmas? Important. Oh. <laughs> uh, I've had this debate in my head for as long as I can remember, you know, because I'm like, do I watch it now or do I watch it later? I I don't know. I usually just watch it as a Christmas movie. Okay. But, I mean, it's the nightmare, so I don't know. You can watch it both, I think. What do you think? Somewhere in between. Yeah. I gotta be honest, I've never seen it. So. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> I think it it's on Disney+. Plus. I don't have Disney+. Plus. I'll hook you up with that. <laughs> That, that was not an ad, everyone. That was not a sponsorship. Um, <laughs> Just genuinely trying to figure out some logistics yeah. here. <laughs> okay. Anyway, back to the movie of the hour. Of every hour. I'm kidding. Halloween. Let's start off with cinematography. Sounds good. All right. I shall start. Obviously, this film was is not very modern. It was filmed in the... Late 70s, early, or beginning of the 80s era. So, cameras weren't as, you know, crisp. But I think it still had good picture, and I think it was still, like, the people in it looked pretty crisp and clear. Like, it wasn't bad quality. Mm-hmm. Um, because it is a horror film, I think, obviously, you have to 
film it differently than a regular narrative, like a drama or something. But um, I think that there were a lot of, like, all the compositions of the shots were very, you know, specific, specifically styled where they don't want to show everything, but they want to show some details, you know? Yeah. Like, I remember you said... Yeah, like, right at the beginning, I was getting annoyed because I couldn't see Michael Myers' face, and I was like, I know this is part of it, but it's very annoying to me. Yeah. Yeah, they, for, like, the whole first half of the movie, they just show him his body walking or his feet. They don't show his creepy mask or anything, but, um... Yeah, and a lot of the compositions at more towards the end, um, spoiler alert, I mean, if you're listening to this, you don't care about spoilers because we're discussing the whole film. <laughs> yeah, this movie came out in 1978. Yeah. It's a little too late. You might be that. late. You might be late to the <laughs> the party. No, um, at the end when it's more of the, like, killing scenes and all the murder, um, I really, and Michael's chasing Laurie, the Jamie Lee Curtis character, um... All the, like, shots where she's, like, it's suspenseful, and then he just pops out of nowhere, or you, like, see him. I guess it happens throughout. When we see Michael watching everyone, it is, like, so perfectly, like, measured, where it's, like, you just see his, like, ghoul face in the window, or you see him, like, just standing, like, off to the side, where you're, like, oh my god, turn around! Mm-hmm. But obviously they're like, blah, 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 you know, doing their own thing because it's a 1978 horror movie. <laughs> right, right. But yeah, no. There's this one shot at the end where right after Lori th- thinks she kills Michael, she's like just leaning against the door frame, like taking a sigh of relief. And then you hear the music start. Dun, 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 and then Michael sits up and you're like, no, no. Yeah. I think it, that is like the but... best because you're like, oh, he's. it was just like she's in the... The first third, and he's in the second, or in the middle third, and it was very good. What do you think? Yeah. What do you think about that, the cinematography? That was probably my favorite <laughs> shot as well. That was a really good one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it was pretty good all, overall. Um, I don't know. I think that they did a really good job with the classic cliche of the shaking, the shaking oh, yeah, the camera yeah. sort of thing. So that was really good. Um yeah, I feel like they did a good job with, like, the colors of things, too, mm-hmm. throughout. Yeah, like, you noticed that. Yeah, like the orange and the black lighting, or, like, just mm-hmm. the darkness. Yeah. It is a very yeah. very dark film. It's It mostly takes place at night, besides, the, you know, the beginning day scenes. So it has that, that creepy setting feel where you're, like, lurking in the darkness. Mm-hmm, for sure. Both with the quality of the cameras and just... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Decisions, no. And it was interesting. I liked how they centered around that jack-o'-lantern so many yeah. times. That was definitely a purposeful thing. Yeah, and, and the cover of the movie, which will probably be the cover for the this episode, is a jack-o'-lantern. You've seen yeah, it, right? Seen and it. it's like the knife. You know, like how the bump's mm-hmm. on a pumpkin? The knife, oh. like, fits into that... Here. Oh, that's good. I'll show you. But, um... I kind of didn't realize that's what it was. Yeah. It's, it's, the jack-o'-lantern, like, I mean, it's literally called Halloween, so I'm kind of glad they <laughs> made that decision, but, um, here it is. Okay. Yeah, it's, oh. it's perfect. Yeah, that is good. But yeah, they have literally jack-o'-lanterns in every <laughs> single house. Every, like, 
like the kids carrying around. Everyone's carrying around pumpkin. You said. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And it's like <laughs> it's, it's kind of weird. Like I don't think I've ever that. cared that much about yeah. carving a pumpkin. But that one kid, even in the beginning, was just like yeah. a giant ass pumpkin that <laughs> yeah. I was just walking around school with. Massive. Okay, I have right. another question. Yeah. this is off topic, but how did he go into the hardware store to buy the knife and the rope and the masks? Like. I think he just... When people noticed that he, his face was, like, different and... I don't know. I think he went in there and, like, kind of roughed people up because the alarms were going off, remember? Like, he stole. He didn't, like, buy oh, them. Yeah. He stole it. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know. And he stole that... Maybe he had a mask on at that point. I don't know, because he stole his Michael Myers mask in okay. that store. Yeah. I don't know, but... <laughs> yeah. Um. Alright, editing now? Yeah. Alright. I'll, okay, sure. Um, I mean, there's not too much I have to add about the editing, just because it's not... It's pretty simple. Yeah, it's pretty, like, basic cuts. I mean, there's no fancy cuts made, but... Except for maybe, I don't know. It's a lot of just still shots. Like, no, like, action-to-action shots, because it's usually like, Oh, Michael kills someone. Oh, here's the next shot. Of him walking away or standing there breathing, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it, more modern horror utilizes editing more as, like, a, a tool mm-hmm. to convey fear. But this one is kind of like a, it's on the screen for so long you get uncomfortable type of movie. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's like, oh my god, why yeah. isn't this moving faster? You know, kind yeah. of that kind of thing. So that's, that's really all I have to say about the editing. Yeah, like, you feel like... Whenever there's something in a shot for a long time, you feel like there should be something else there yeah. that you're, like, looking for, kind of. Yeah, or you're waiting for, like, the person to realize that he's there. Yeah. But it's it's more of, like, the suspense type, so it's it's kind of dragged along more, I think. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of, like, action-type editing quick cuts, you know? Yeah. I don't have too much to add. It kind of just makes me think of, like, the um, the scenes towards the end... Where there's just the shots of the house, Mm -hmm. like, different rooms of the house. Yeah. Um, I think that was just, that was a pretty good suspense building to it, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. So. Alright, next. Acting. I love talking about acting. (laughs) I don't know why. It's just fun to, like, not judge people, but, like, but but kind of. Yeah, you know. (laughs) So, let's start off with, who should we, should we just start off with Jamie Lee Curtis? The woman of every hour. I love oh. her. She is fantastic. And not because she sells good yogurt that helps out your tummy. <laughs> not an ad. No, <laughs> um, So, yeah, the main character of the film is Lori, played by Jamie Lee Curtis, a very young Jamie Lee Curtis, mm-hmm. pre-Freaky Friday, pre... <laughs> I don't know what else she was in, really. Yeah. She She had to have been on some sort of... Pre knives out. Yeah, for sure. Pre knives out. Oh my gosh, forgot about that. Um, she's a young woman. I think this actually was the start of her career, if I remember, because I took my very first film class. Actually, was called Film and Culture, and we studied Halloween a little bit, and like how it, because it takes place during the Reagan era, so it's very culturally involved with that whole time period. But um. Yeah, I think this is what kind of jump-started her career. But anyway, I think she did a great job. 
Yeah, I, I think, think she was the best actress of the movie. I think personally. so too. Besides <laughs> Michael Myers. <laughs> yeah. But he didn't really have to speak or anything. I mean, she had good. Like, it wasn't too cheesy from her. Yeah. The other characters, yes. But her character was more like. Obviously, the most reasonable because. Yeah. Yeah, and it was like the most genuine looking fear, I feel like, out of the mm-hmm. characters. Where, yeah. like, Michael Myers also has a mask, so, like. His actor, yeah. I forget what his name is, but yeah, his no. his actor doesn't really have to, like, show anything on his face no. either. It's literally just... Just his... Show creepy. up, stab yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, Which brings me to her character a little bit. Or actually, let's just... Let's keep going with the other characters. Mm-hmm. The three friends of... Or the two friends of Lori. Um, yeah. Andy... Or Andy. Annie and... <laughs> And Linda. Linda, they yeah. combine them. <laughs> yeah. Um, they have both have very generic. Uh, very. Names. It's, it's, yeah, and generic personalities as well. Yeah, that's true. Their character, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Not want to be friends with them. No. It's like basic 80s, like, oh my gosh, let's just go hang out with guys and drink beer and. You know, have sex yeah. and just not very three dimensional characters. No, it's just they're like... very they yeah yeah. Um, and they yeah I don't know, not the best portrayal I think or like job of acting because they're just like ugh. there's not much to it. I guess they couldn't really do much with those characters, but yeah, that's um, true. I what feel a... like um, I'm trying to think. I feel like which one? Linda was the one who just kind of snuck into one of the babysitter people's house and she Annie's yeah Annie, Annie's, Lindsay's house yes yeah. Lindsay is one of the kids that Annie was mm-hmm. babysitting and Annie left and she dropped Lindsay off yeah with Lori who is also babysitting yeah. but then kind of trash friends yeah they kind of are um but then Linda snuck into the house that Annie had previously been in to hook Just, up with Bob. Bob. But Another I think horrible. she had, like, the second most, probably, for screen time and, like, uh, Linda and stuff, yeah. I don't... I guess, yeah. I think Annie, Annie did, too, because too, yeah. that whole sequence with <laughs> getting locked in the thing and with yeah. Lindsay, you know, when she's making the popcorn. I don't know. Linda got the share of the risque scenes because... Mm-hmm. Um, there was nudity, but, <laughs> I mean, yeah. she's hooking up with Bob, and then... Yeah, I don't know if there's too much more about no. those characters, just because they just didn't have much to the no, character. No, I can't really discuss them, besides... I mean, I'll discuss later about kind of what they were representing, but... um, What about the the kids, the two kids? I thought they did a good job. Yeah. Yeah. Lindsay and... Um, Tommy. Tommy. Mm-hmm. Tommy Doyle. Yeah. <laughs> they so, were good. Yeah. Tommy did a good job for whoever played him, I guess. For sure, yeah. He did a great job. He had the most of the kids as well. Because he had this thing at school where all his school bullies were Mm -hmm. freaking him out about the boogeyman. And he thought he saw the boogeyman, Mm -hmm. but it was Michael Myers. And I think his fear there was also pretty well portrayed. Especially for a child actor. Yeah. I just love at the end when after Lori like tells him to run, they just start screaming when they're running out of the house and he's like, Come on, yeah. come on 
<laughs> this like uh it makes like yeah. that's definitely what would have happened if it was like me and my brother or something like yeah. that's exactly like what it would have been like but uh, i think that was pretty good it was good too when she, um jamie's character Lori, she had already come in contact with Michael Myers, mm-hmm. and then she was trying to get back into the house with the kids for some reason. Yeah. And Tommy just, like, was coming to the door as slow as <laughs> yeah, possible. I know. That was good, because she had put them to bed. Mm-hmm. And this whole time, the whole movie, or half of the movie, Ellen's like, put them to bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, but he's, like, sleepy, you know, how a kid is. And yeah. she's, like, trying to, she's like, Tommy, come on! And he's just like, mm-hmm. you know? Super slowly, and that tension builds. Yeah. It was really good. That was good. Um, what about, um, the doctor, the guy who was chasing Michael? What do you think about him? He just seemed very concerned the whole yeah, time. Yeah, it's, he's kind of a boring, boring character, I'd yeah. say. I mean, he's just chasing down Michael. But I think it's interesting how he's, like, no one is believing him. He's like, this guy is, like, gonna kill people. And people are like, oh, mm-hmm. you'll find him some, some, somehow. He's like, he's gonna go kill people. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just kind of a commentary on, like, how people, like, don't ever really believe when people are concerned about something like that. Or, like, authority figures more. Because the police guys were like, oh, eh, well, yeah, it's whatever. It's Halloween. I think they would have it's proof myth. that someone escaped from the yeah. hospital. Yeah. But he's like, oh, it's fine. <laughs> uh, authority. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, to be fair, though, he didn't really have any proof that he was going to do anything. That's true. It was mostly his belief. Yeah, he just said. That's true. There's evil behind his eyes. Yeah. Which, it's mean, one true. man's opinion. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, I don't know. All right, that's. I don't have anything else on not, acting besides my. I mean, Michael Myers. Condoning his murder. No. Uh huh. No. <laughs> Am I safe? No. Hey. Um, let's move on to directing. What do you think about? I feel like I I connect directing with cinematography too, and <laughs> just that, and actors just because of the way, but. Um. I think the choices made by John Carpenter. John Carpenter to like um, direct like the kids, I think as well. That's just always interesting to me. Mm-hmm. I think he did a good job with them. Like Lindsay was like Jay chilling, like annoyed with her annoying babysitter who didn't really yeah. actually take care of her. Um, <clears throat> but his direction on you know camera. And all of that, the actors as well, I think was fine. Especially, like, placing with Michael Myers. I think he met the guy who played Michael Myers, his direction on, like, how to be kind of this monster man. That's pretty good. Like, he his breathing. <laughs> mm-hmm. He made some interesting choices with sound. He It seemed like he was very, very... You know, oh, caught sure. up in, in the use of sound, which which is pretty kind of new at this time, I think, for horror. and But, yeah, because the breathing, the music, there's a mm-hmm. lot of music. We'll get to that next. Yeah. But There's not, like, a huge amount of dialogue even no. in it, so it's definitely very focused. It's more visual, on... yeah. yeah. And But it works. I mean, it, it he makes it work with the story and how... 
the characters are like evolving and and unevolving, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I think he did a good job. Excuse me. <laughs> Hiccup. Yeah, I think he did a good job yeah. too. All right. Special effects. I don't know if there really was any besides no. like besides like uh, when Michael was at the beginning when he broke the glass. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was like, shocking. No. At the very beginning, when um, Michael Myers first escaped, and yeah. then the doctor was driving in the car with mm-hmm. a nurse, and Michael Myers, surprise, surprise, was on top of the car, <laughs> and just somehow just open-handed yeah. clawed the You see, he's like a nasty, <laughs> like, he looked like, it was raining, of course, but he just looked like this type of wet that's, like, not normal. I said he looked like he had he was covered in Vaseline. I was just like, whoa. But you see his hand just reach down and just smash the window. Just like fingertips. Yeah. (laughs) He just like palms the whole window in his hand, basically. But I thought I mean, it wasn't too I mean it was kinda cheesy. (laughs) But what can you do in nineteen seventy eight that isn't you know? So I don't know. I feel like that's a lot of this movie. It's like (laughs) It was 1978. You you can look past it because, yeah. 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 But, I don't know, I feel like that's the only special effects. There wasn't, there was no blood, really. Besides, they show a little tiny bit on the knife at the beginning after Michael kills. That's it. There's no blood pools. You're looking for a nice, gentle slasher film. This is it. (laughs) I I mean, I think it had to be kind of gentle at the time. I don't know. I think people weren't ready for this kind of thing. And it's true because there actually was... Like, a little bit of controversy, but... Really? Yeah. I mean, people don't... Some people don't like to see blood. It corrupts the youth, Ellen. God. Mm. No, I'm kidding. All right. Blood and sex, the two worst things. That's what this movie's about. <laughs> All right. Um, score. One of the best parts of this yes, movie. for sure. For sure. Um, I Iconic. Have, I have to look up quick who did oh, yeah. the score, did but the do score? you want to talk a little bit? Yeah, sure. Okay. I thought, I mean, you can't really go wrong with this score. It's just so classic, and I think it's one of the, just a a staple of the horror score Mm -hmm. genre. Um, Just such an important part of building the tension. And I think, honestly, it's what, it's the thing that carries the movie. I don't think it, it would be good without. Yeah. Well, John Carpenter actually was the composer. Really? Yeah. He composed, it says all music is composed by John Carpenter, so that's pretty impressive. That's probably why he, he utilized it so much, too, because it was his music. But we'll actually play a clip. Um, why don't we talk about kind of each theme, and then we can play in, in the podcast for everyone to hear. Sure. So the main theme that you kind of first hear is like the the classic that you know it's the it's kind of the main theme i'd say which is like happens at the beginning and happens at the end so it's kind of like the book endings type theme you don't really hear it throughout it's mm-hmm. you hear other other ones so let's uh let's play that quick for everyone So there was that one. You guys all probably know that theme pretty well. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
it's very recognizable, and I think it's probably mocked in a lot of other cinema. Yeah. And I think it's just, like, really important that it's, like, that, that simple and that recognizable. Because it's not, like, some yeah. beautiful, complicated no. piece of music. It's just, like... It's no John Williams. You remember <laughs> yeah. It. yeah. It's really, I think, what, like, three notes? Four notes? Yeah, three notes. Um, yeah. But, um... Now, throughout, like, there's kind of, like, a Michaels theme. I don't know if it's actually called that. I'll have to check. But, um, that whenever he's kind of lurking, it's, like, you hear this kind of piano, like, these two high keys, like, like, whenever you know someone's, like, kind of gonna be in trouble soon. Mm. And then it progresses to where it's, like, just the two notes, and then it's, like, this, these, like, striking, I don't know, like, synthesizer chords almost come, they're, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. You just know some bad shit is going down. Yeah. Yeah, so here's that quick for you guys to listen to. So there's that one for you guys. Um, <laughs> um, my voice is doing something weird there. Um, I don't know if there's any more themes. What was there any? No, I mean there might. Oh, be actually, a few, but actually, I think there is kind of like an intense when at the end when Michael starts the chase with Laurie, it's more of like a like kind of like a, oh, yeah. a slasher kind of yeah. theme. the way that the score is utilized to like make you feel something like afraid or or that suspense of like you know Michael's there like mm-hmm. when you hear that you're like oh where is he now yeah it's not a surprise <laughs> no it's not but it, it works it still works I think but simple and effective yeah I mean Halloween the the main theme is I quote it all the time I whenever anything's creepy I'm just like you've done that to me many times throughout our life it's true and now Ellen she gets it yep this was my first time watching this movie I forgot to mention that true well what do you think of it overall we're at that point now I think we're off the score so overall thoughts Ellen initial thoughts. I think... Negative thoughts? What do you think? Overall, I'm glad I saw it. I wasn't, like, the biggest fan Mm -hmm. of it. I liked how the score worked with it, and I liked Jamie Lee Curtis a lot. Yeah. But I just... I don't know. I think it's not, like, a nostalgic thing for me either. So it's it's just, like... It just doesn't seem like the highest quality movie, so... That's true. Yeah. I think it's more nostalgic for me, just because my mom just loves that movie we watch it every year so it's kind of part of our halloween tradition 
But my mom, I think she said actually she saw Halloween because she grew up in St. Cloud. She saw it. There's this theater downtown, the Paramount like movie theater. She saw it at that theater, and she's like during Halloween. Wow. But yeah, it's 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 a class. I mean, you gotta see yeah, it. If, if, yeah, I am glad I saw it for sure. I mean, it doesn't horror gore wise. It doesn't compare to like I don't know the yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Or, you know, more modern horror films. Yeah. But I feel like more modern films are, are more, like, ghost or, like, spirit-based. Like, insidious. Mm-hmm. Like, there's this other, like, being that's mm-hmm. not, like, a guy who kills people. Yeah. It's like a ghost or something. Yeah, I think that's part of it, too. We're just, like, a lot more desensitized to that kind of a that's thing. Because, like, the horror is just, like, on another level. So yeah. it just, like, was not scary at all. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um... A couple things I just wanted to note about <laughs> this movie. Because, <clears throat> one, I had to write a paper on this. Didn't get an A, but it's fine. <laughs> um, a little better. <laughs> got a B plus. <laughs> but, because um, I studied this movie and, and wrote a whole thing about the themes and everything. But, I mean, this this movie takes place in an era of, like, the final girl, like, theme that takes, like, that happens in most horror films during the 80s and kind of the 90s, which... And the final girl is basically that the one character who survives, like, all the murders and everything. And, um, it's, it's always a girl. I don't know why. It's, it's, I mean, I kind of know why, but, um, it's kind of symbolic for society and just, I don't know. But here, um, I read a little thing here. Um, so the, the, oh yeah, so the final girl just refers to the common found character in horror movies who is female and outlives the rest of the characters. So it's like, she's always the one who's like left and her stupid friends die. <laughs> and here's a quote from a textbook that I read that says <clears throat> that the final girl is recognizable. The practice viewer distinguishes her from her friends minutes into the film. She is the girl scout, the bookworm, the mechanic, and she's watchful to the point of paranoia. Um, small signs of danger that her friends ignore, she registers. So it's, like, that's exactly who Lori was this whole film. Like, mm-hmm. she's, like, guys, like, there was someone behind that bush. And, like, oh, Lori, you, you prude. Like. <laughs> You're so funny. Yeah, You should literally. go to homecoming tomorrow. Yeah, literally. <laughs> they, they don't care about anything that isn't <laughs> hooking up or being a high school girl. Mm-hmm. And she, she even, like, comments, boys don't like me because I'm smart. I mean, that's literally comes out of Lori's mouth. Yeah. Which is. The bookworm, like that's her. She's the mm-hmm. she's concerned. She even dresses differently from her friends. She's wearing what? She kind of looks like a, a a librarian. I'm not gonna yeah, lie. She, gonna she has like this plaid <laughs> long skirt on, to white mm-hmm. tights, a, a sweater over like a white shirt, and her friends are wearing like crop top with like red pants. You know. Yeah. And, like, Remember that one point when Annie's just wearing her- nothing. Yeah. No wait. The dad <laughs> of the child she's babysitting. His shirt. His shirt. Because she spills butter on her clothes and goes to wash them. Just puts on the guy's shirt. Just like what in the world was that? I don't know. What, Whatever. I don't know, man. But, yeah, so Lori is the final girl. Yeah. And that premise definitely makes you, like, like the character. Definitely. Right? I mean, it's a, it's a tool to yeah, for sure. get you on that one. So I was like, oh, finally someone doing something kind of smart. <laughs> it's very true. It's very true. Um, also, so this whole film is kind of, like, a discourse on, like, corrupt behavior and, um, 
like, survival against this corrupt behavior and, like, trying to reach this, like, sobriety lifestyle. Because in the 80s, you know, rock and roll and all this stuff was happening and, and the teens of the time, you know, like, adults just didn't like it, you know? Like, they thought that drugs, alcohol, rock and roll, they were just, like, corrupting the youth. So it's, like, Lori's friends are the exact, like, embodiment of this corrupt, quote-unquote, behavior where they're, they're kind of just living sexually free and, and they, they smoke, they drink. I mean, Annie smokes a doobie in her car. Her dad's a cop, too. Mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting but um <clears throat> yeah so it's kind of like the friends are the corrupt ones and michael's kind of the i want i don't want to say like i don't know how to describe but he's that like i don't want to say savior but he's like <laughs> i'm not a savior this the, is the second the, time today you've compared him to jesus no i didn't i just did not compare him to jesus i was kidding about that <laughs> I just said he, he was like Jesus because he comes back to life every time. That's the reference I said. I didn't say he was anything like Jesus. Okay. Two very, very different people. Okay. And Michael isn't even real. Okay. Well, or is he? Okay. Um, oh, we don't know. But, like, women are immediately sexualized and, and power, like, male power, and like, the male power is shown here by Michael. Like, he is, who's he killing? He's really only killing women. Mm-hmm. it's kind of this this theme that happens in the 1980s horror films where it's like this male monster just is is destroying women the helpless women yeah it's 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 kind of sickening but um which is where the the gaze comes in because it's through the gaze of the male gaze there um <clears throat> gaze g-a-z-e um, just to clarify there was confusion yeah, earlier earlier there was <laughs> apparently, but, um, where, like, we see these women through the, the lens of men, like, sexualize them, and, and through Michael's eyes, like, he, he just has issues <laughs> with women who are sexually free, and who aren't, mm-hmm. like, you know, those, like, square-cut <laughs> women yeah. who, like, just study and, and don't do anything, like, that's, that's kind of where his killing started, was with his sister, who was involved in, like, a hookup, he saw it, and I don't know. Even as a six-year-old, it set him off. It set him off. It's commentary that this behavior just can corrupt anyone, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know this film. It's I mean, it's a horror film, but also has a deeper meaning. I think that's very interesting, like, mm-hmm. I to, would not have discuss. expected that. Like, I wouldn't have thought of that on my own unless you mentioned that. Yeah. It was about that. Yeah. Well, I have a textbook if you want to read it. <laughs> I'll check, like, whole section on this. But, like, this here is my, like, final, like, conclusion on this. Is that Halloween contains many of the most famous features of a classic horror movie. Such as, if one chooses to participate in corrupt behavior and not turn to personal sobriety, this corruption will overcome you and you will perish from it. And the threats to a perfect moral, uh, moral middle-class lifestyle that cannot be repressed or escaped. So it's like, <laughs> you can't be anything other than this middle-class, like, <laughs> societal thing that, you know, Reagan really preached this, like, everyone, you know, like, what I'm talking about, this, he, he was really attached to, like, the 1950s. Everyone 
lives in the same houses, everyone. The nuclear family. Yeah, like, the suburban, like, life. Mm-hmm. And he really was trying to get back at that, and that's what this movie's like. If, if you aren't like that, like, some bad things are going to happen. This this corruption is going to overcome you, and you're going to die. Uh, yeah, but that's, I mean, that's all I, I don't know. It's a it's an interesting thing to look at, you know? Mm-hmm, for sure. Kind of the themes. But most horror movies are kind of, they are used to, like, discuss societal issues a mm-hmm. lot of the time, like... Do you have any good examples of that? Oh, God. I thought of, like, Get Out right away. Yeah, I mean, Get Out, obviously. That's a whole discourse on race in America and racism and Mm -hmm. horrible, horrible things that are just, uh... But, uh, let me try to think. I can't think of any off the top of my head. (laughs) I don't know. I'm not a big, like, a horror fan. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean... Midsummer. That's oh yeah. That's like a ritual. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of a religious discourse. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean even like Coraline and Corpse Bride have messages like Coraline's more like be thankful for what you have and yeah, yeah. So yeah. I don't know. They should have messages. It's kind of they like should. I mean most every point of a movie. Yeah. <laughs> Just how clearly and how well it's gotten across. Yeah. Yeah, well, these, like, a classic horror film, like, is a metaphor for, like, corruption and, like, immoral destruction. Sin. Like, that it has on our society and and our hometowns. That's what it, like, these films are mainly, like, discussing, especially in the 80s. Like, it's Mm -hmm. mostly, like, societal corruption and why. Why this is happening, not necessarily why if it portrays the right message, like, I don't think that (laughs) what these people were doing was bad, but I mean, that's what they thought at the time, just pushes us to, to, you know, reach for this moral sobriety that they want us to have, I guess, I don't know, but, yeah, that we have to fight off our own personal monsters like Michael Myers, I guess. Oh, damn. That's what they're trying to say. I mean, but yeah. To this Halloween, make sure to fight off your own personal demons. <laughs> yes, everyone. <laughs> we don't want to hear that Michael Myers theme when I walk by you. <laughs> <laughs> no. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's Halloween 1978. On a less deep note, it's a good horror film. I mean, they play on AMC. They play the whole series, like... Yeah. How many of them are there? I want to say four. And then there was actually a new one they made in 2018 that that has old Jamie Lee Curtis, and she is such a badass bitch in that. Oh, my God. My mom took me and my brother to see it when it came out because she was so excited. And (laughs) it was funny. Just Sorry, this is just a little story. But after the movie, it was so foggy outside. And we parked in, like, the side of, you know, the Mountain View movie theater? Those yeah. side doors we parked there. There's, there's like no, there's one car, and we heard like a rustle. My mom literally ran to the car. We were like so scared. We're like, get in. And then, uh, it was, that's a good sign then. Yeah, the movie. I mean, it make you paranoid. That's for sure. Like, mm-hmm. it makes you think like, is someone watching me or like, because all these people in here, they walking around. Someone's following them the whole time. Right. So it's more like be aware of your surroundings. Someone. Never walk alone. Halloween. Always be with a friend. Stay in groups. Everyone. Let's just talk about Halloween safety now. <laughs> There's someone among us. 
Ellen, chill. <laughs> Never accept homemade snacks. They yeah. could have razor blades in them or yeah. needles and coronavirus. So Yeah, that's the big thing. Yeah, if you go out for Halloween, make sure you wear a mask, please. Underneath your mask. That's what I saw in the news. You're supposed to wear a mask underneath your Halloween mask. Really? That's what I saw. I don't know. It seems like I'm you sure they have to not go out. Yeah, I feel like maybe trick or treat. My yeah, I don't think my parents are gonna. They're like, we're gonna turn the lights off this year. We don't want people coming up to our door. And I was like, well, makes sense. Yeah, I wonder. It'll probably be a disappointing year for kids I think trying so. to get candy. <laughs> I feel like maybe parents should just like make up their own little Halloween journey in their backyard where they can find candy or something. Mm-hmm. That'd be a good idea, but yeah. I don't know. In that case, you can take homemade treats. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Oh, Halloween, huh? That was a good one. Yes. Thanks for showing me all of Yeah, that. no problem. I don't, we are, we are never sure what we're going to do our next episode when we record our current episode. So mm-hmm. just watch on Instagram and Twitter for updates. Um, we really enjoyed having your guys' answers on the quizzes yes, that, that we put, put up. It's kind of funny to see everyone's responses. Um, but... Yeah. Congrats to the four of you who yeah, chose Halloween. The four of you who, who chose the correct movie. A lot of people, though, chose Coraline, which is... I was debating on choosing that one, too, but I don't know. I, I, I wanted to go with the classic horror for this one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, next time we'll come back with a non-holiday-themed episode. Yep. I will be choosing the next yes, one. Yes, Ellen, it's Ellen's pick. It's going to be a good one. She's got a good list. I'm so excited. All right, everyone. So remember, stay safe, watch out for people in masks, in jumpsuits and knives with knives, and uh, be aware of your surroundings, stay in groups. Thanks for listening. Through butter, sweat, and tears, we'll see you next time. Peace out.